0: Presenting Canary P.I. Inn, the Secret on Langston Hill, a J. Henry production. Need a little peace and quiet? Try Elroy's earplugs made with bona fide fortified cork, the thinking man's earplug. I am surrounded by the stench of decaying asphalt and petty larceny. Sometimes I wonder why I don't get out. Set up shop somewhere boring. Boring is safe. Somewhere where the gutters aren't overflowing with tramps and the sick of a moral. Somewhere where everyone knows your name, but for the right reasons. Someone needs to clean up this town. And that person isn't me. But I'll do my best to put a dent in it as long as it fills my coffers. Speaking of sick... (laughs) Ain't been feeling too hot lately got the Doc headed over with his leather bag of metal instruments and bitter potions. What's more bad news? Yeah, I'm ready for the waste. Hello? It's Canary. Listen, I just had the old sawbones come around and I have some very alarming news. Don't tell me. Did you have a heart attack? Always sending me out for those corned beef sandwiches. I warned you. I got a case of the grip. Doc says it's just a cold, but what does he know? Oh, is that all? Is that all? Listen to you, maybe you got it too. Finish up your busy work and close up for the day. Go down to Leo's and have them deliver a bucket of chicken soup so I can dunk my head in.
1: I'm fine. You know this is our busy season. You'll be leaving a lot of clams on the table and I ain't talking shellfish.
0: What would you have me do? I could be on my deathbed here. Say, I know you hung up your magnifying glass, but your P.I. license is still good, isn't it? If something comes in you think you can handle, why don't you take it? We'll split the profits 50-50.
1: Nice try. How about one hundred zero 0 plus my secretary pay? Wait, what are we even talking about here? I gave that up years ago.
0: It was just an idea. Tell any clients that Canary's out for the foreseeable future. Close up if you have to.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gotta go. This bug's a doozy.
1: The name is Josephine Woodward. People around these parts call me Joe. While other girls were going to nursing school or getting married right out of high school, I was getting my bachelor's degree in criminal justice. I wanted to work in the private sector, be my own boss. So I studied for my PI license too, passed with flying colors. Only my idealist views didn't hold up in the real world, which has a way of punching you down if you let it. And here I am as secretary. Canary's an okay guy, crotchety, but it's just his way. Pay's competitive and the check's clear. You know what's funny? In high school, my guidance counselor said that I'd be well-suited for office administration work. I scoffed and turned my nose up at her. I had bigger dreams. Well, maybe I'm not a secretary today. Canary Investigations and Consulting. You've got the checks. We'll solve your vex. Uh Uh-huh. You need to speak in person? Five minutes away? Sure. Come down.
0: In walked a fellow with khakis and a pressed white shirt.
1: Hey, get out of the narration. THIS IS MY EPISODE! In walked a fellow in khakis and a pressed white shirt. An Australian slouch hat hung on his head. His eyes, through his coke bottle lenses, met mine.
2: Good day. I'm Dr. Langston Hill. I'm a professor at the university. I'm in charge of a dig north of here. Is Mr. Canary in?
1: He's feeling under the weather currently. Uh, He won't be in until further notice. Name's Joe. Why don't you take a seat? Tell me what vexes you. Oh Why did I say it like that?
2: Huh? Oh well. See, they're building a new highway up north. It's going to revolutionize travel in these parts. Problem is, there's a mountainous region running for a good stretch. While blasting, they uncovered strange artifacts.
1: So they found some dusty bowls and arrowheads? Not quite.
2: We found desiccated remains, perfectly preserved, in a region that is otherwise unhospitable to that kind of preservation. They're old, real old. We just don't find things like this in this part of the world. I see. We unearthed two tombs. Of course, we wouldn't open them outside of a lab setting. One was damaged, but still mostly intact. We could see the mummified remains inside. It almost looked like it was taking a nap. Which brings us to my predicament. It disappeared overnight.
1: Sounds like a hungry coyote was sniffing around for some mummy jerky.
2: We have people keeping watch. We have generators, lights, tripwire alarms. I'm mostly interested in the historical value of these items, but they can be priceless to the right buyers. I need to find out where it has gone and get it back. It needs to be studied. It would be a great disservice if it wasn't. Oh, why am I telling you all of this? You said Canary is
1: out. Mr. I am licensed and bonded to be a private investigator. Do you need to see my paperwork?
2: You? Are you sure I haven't seen you on one of those cheesecake calendars? Hmm. That won't be necessary. There isn't enough time. I need to gather some supplies and head back to the site while I'm in town. You got the job. Take this train ticket and meet me at the station tonight. Pumps aren't going to cut it. Better get yourself a pair of boots. Just add it to the bill.
1: Sure thing, Professor. Looks like you got yourself a P.I. Am I really going to do this? Go after a bunch of grave-robbing bandits, I've been out of the game for a long time now. Maybe I've gotten too soft sitting at this desk. Too late now. I agreed, and I always keep a commitment. By the by, haven't you been itching for a little excitement? One last hurrah for the old you, and then it's time to put this whole PI business to rest. Don't blow this, Joe. Train stations were always romantic to me. Clandestine adventures happening all around you. Used to come here as a young person and make up stories in my head. See those two? Long separated lovers primed for the illicit. That guy pulled off the jewel heist of the century and he's almost home free. Oh, that lady? On her way to Hollywood to become the next Greta Garbo. I felt a tap on my shoulder and turned to see Professor Hill dragging a large wooden trunk with one hand.
2: Looks like we both made it on time. This is us. Off we go.
1: We boarded the train and I helped the Professor fasten his trunk on the overhead railing. We both had an aisle seat opposite of each other. Say, what's in the trunk?
2: Bits and bobs needed for the dig site. Some bottles of liquid moral boost. Some of us have been excavating for a couple of weeks now. This kind of work takes much precision. Sometimes moves at a snail's pace.
1: Any idea who took the stiff?
2: Not a clue. These are all scholared men. I've worked with them for years. Some I've known since college. The county put me in charge of this dig.
1: I wouldn't have chosen
2: them if I didn't trust them.
1: Sometimes you don't know a person's true colors until you wave temptation in front of their nose.
2: That's what you're getting paid to sniff out.
1: Any angry townies down your throat after digging up a side of a mountain?
2: It's completely undeveloped. Unless Tarzan is in those woods, there's no one else in a 50-mile radius.
1: Is it really that remote? We'll
2: have a car there waiting for us. I have it all taken care of. We have a few jeeps from the war on site. I suggest you try to get some sleep. We'll be at our destination in five hours, and it'll be another couple to reach the site. Lucky the train stops that close.
1: He placed his bent-rimmed hat over his face and slunk back into his seat. The cityscape whizzed by us in shades of brackish lightings. Soon it will darken, and all there'll be is trees in the harrowing moonlight, like a beacon curling its finger at you, beckoning to find out what awaits you in the wood. You want an adventure? You got it, kid.
2: Time to wake up. Come on, we gotta go.
1: I was awakened by a nudge and the professor standing over me. I wiped the drool off the corner of my mouth and stood straight up. We were the only ones getting off at this stop. Outside, we were greeted by a man in plaid with a beat up Ford pickup. He helped put our bags in the bed of the truck, and we were off.
2: Bit of a tight squeeze with the three of us, but it'll get us from A to B.
1: The road was paved for the first 20 minutes or so, then gravel, then dirt, then no delineation from road to nature. We were on a gentle incline now. You sure you guys know where we're going?
2: Precisely. In fact, here we are now.
1: We arrived at the dig site. Earth-toned tents lined in a row, poles jutted into the sky with lights and speaker cones affixed. Generators whirling away, spewing a smattering of acrid smoke into the sky. I could see a few men milling out, covered in mud and stern grimaces.
2: The professor's back! Say, who's the dang? We need to have a meeting right now. She's going to help us relocate the missing relic. Don't tell me more have gone missing. No. We found more.
3: Well, much more. We tried, but weren't able to get in contact with you.
1: It happened so fast.
2: Meet me in ten three three for a briefing. Gather the others. Right. This involves you, too, now. Better come with us, Joe.
1: Professor Hill held the flap open to an olive green tent and waved me in. Inside was a beat-up rectangle table with papers littering the surface. On one corner was what looked like a disassembled radio.
3: Okay, settle down, everyone. Professor Hill, when you left, we had two Sarkovki, one empty.
2: Right. The others have gone missing, just like the first. Let's move this along. You couldn't be more wrong,
3: Professor. Yes, one was taken, but we found more. Six more, to be precise. They were buried in a circle. The surrounding sedimentary rock was very
2: soft. We were able to uncover much in little time. Brilliant. Half will go to the county. But do you know what this means? We'll have so much money for researching our endeavors. Whatever we want. This is a boon for science. I couldn't be happier. Show him what else we found.
1: In walked one of the mud-caked fellows. There was a glint of worry in his eyes. He had his hands cupped with a piece of foul burlap
3: over it. They were buried in a ring, facing each other. In the eye of the circle, we found this.
1: He uncovered a cloudy, spherical, crystal-looking ball.
2: Do you understand how skillful a lapidary has to be to carve such a thing with primitive tools?
1: Remarkable. Mind if I? Doc? Go right ahead.
2: Just be careful.
1: There was a seam in the center where it could be turned. Dimples in the top and bottom that seemed to fit your hand like a glove. It felt kind of warm. Just holding it in my hand, it almost felt like it vibrated. It was almost imperceptible, but I swear it was there. It gave me the creeps.
3: Uh, There's more. I think we should ask the dame to step out for a few.
2: Nonsense. She's on the level. We still have a specimen to find. This could connect in some way.
3: Very well. It glows, Professor. We checked it with the Geiger counter and whatever other instruments we could scrounge up. It's not nuclear. That we know. It's some kind of homing device. Homing device? For what?
1: Just what exactly have you gotten yourself into, kid?
2: We found a second dig site, Professor. I'm gone for not even two days, and guys find the biggest discovery since the bondego meteorite? Show me!
3: We discovered it got brighter the more we traveled up the side of the mountain. We followed it. We dug. We found something, but it'll take weeks to uncover due to the terrain.
1: We were led to a clearing. The incline was more noticeable here. Professor Hill wasn't kidding, these boots did come in handy. Along the way, they kept glancing at the crystal ball as it slowly grew with luminescence. There was a tarp, staked to the ground, the center ballooned up.
3: We're not entirely sure what it is. Brace yourself, Professor.
1: There it was. A crescent moon of shiny metal peeking out of the earth. Untarnished and smooth, the morning sun glinted off the matte metallic finish. There was some kind of symbol just starting to be revealed, keeping its secrets for the time being.
2: Remarkable. This cannot get out until we know for sure what we found.
3: I figured you'd say that. I've already briefed the other men. Some don't even know. Have you gotten a
2: chip of this material for analysis? We tried. None of our tools could put a scratch into it. Remarkable. Get the coffee brewing. I want all in the know to focus on this site. Round the clock. Yes, sir.
1: Doc, I'm afraid I'm going to have to conduct some interviews if we're going to find your dried up friend.
2: Oh, that? We can't deal with that right now. You'll be paid for your time and taken to the train station tomorrow morning. You're dismissed.
1: And just like that, my last big adventure was over before it barely started. (laughs) What a fistful of bunk. Ah, well... (laughs) Time to put this all behind me and settle back in behind the desk. At least I'll get a new pair of footwear out of it. And a ride on the choo-choo. Spent the day milling around, did a little hiking. As long as I was in nature, I was gonna at least take advantage of that. My sleeping arrangements were... mm, less than optimal. They gave me a cot that had to be from the War of 1812. A sooty lantern and a small shovel for, you know. After hours of trying to fall asleep on this medieval torture device, I heard shouting in the distance. Someone
3: help! The professor!
1: He's in trouble! I grabbed my 22 from my bag and tucked it into my waistband. I hoofed it towards the commotion. I ran up to the most bizarre scene I've ever come across. And maybe I've spent summers in Canarsie.
2: Yes, I know.
1: Why did you come back?
2: For me? Why me? I can't do that. No, I will
1: not do that. There stood Professor Hill, inches away from the mummified remains of one of their buried treasures. It stood four feet tall. Its head looked bulbous, but who knows what was under those wrappings? It stood upright, unmoving, unwavering. It wasn't animated. It stood there with the stillness of a dead person.
2: The Pachacuti? Oh, you mean the Crystal Relic? That's what they used to call it? Yes. Okay, everyone, it's all under control. This isn't my first contact. I know that now. They chose me. For what reason, I'll never know. We have so much to learn.
1: Okay, Doc, let's just settle down. Let's get you some more milk. Have a good night's rest. You've overworked yourself. Why would he bring me out here? Clearly, he stole his own mummy and set this scene up. Sounds like a fraud scheme in the making, using the university's fancy lawyers to collect on some insurance money. Maybe it was just one sandwich short of a picnic to begin with.
2: Stand aside!
1: He went over to a cloth sack and pulled out the crystal orb. It glowed even brighter in the night. He began to turn and tilt it in all kinds of ways, his movements deliberate. Almost robotic. The ground began to rumble and shake. I damn near bent over to kiss my own keister goodbye, but it wasn't a bomb. It was a bombshell about to raise even more questions. The metallic, half-moon shape in the ground began to creak and crack its rock in prison. Slowly it began rising out of the earth, revealing a symbol on its edge that makes me feel dizzy when I try to make sense of it. The professor stood there, looking catatonic as his hands articulated the crystal orb. It was circular and big... I thought it was never going to stop, but the widest part emerged and it began to take shape. It released from the rocky debris and turned belly-side down. It was saucer-shaped. It was levitating. Ah. The professor cried out and fainted. As he fell, the hovering saucer fell in unison. After a moment, he began to come to.
2: They have visited me before. I've already learned so much if only I could remember it all. They're helping. They're helping me remember.
1: Ah. He ripped his button-down shirt open to reveal the same symbol that was on the craft scarred into his flesh. Squiggly lines and shapes that I can't begin to describe. His stomach jerked like the foot of a soon-to-be newborn was playing soccer with his spleen. Never seen anything like this. The mummy was gone from where it was erected. Didn't notice anyone carry it away.
2: I'm ready to learn the secrets of the universe.
1: I am free. And with that, a blinding light enveloped us like dominoes falling in a circle. From the loudspeaker came...
0: This area is now under the jurisdiction of the U.S. government. Follow my voice and walk away from Professor Hill.
1: Men in black. That was it. Never got any explanation, I was held for eight hours, and they let me go.
0: You mean to tell me you took a job involving a mummy heist, a professor who speaks to dead aliens, and then he flew a flying saucer with his hands from out of the ground?
1: That's exactly what I'm telling you, Canary.
0: That's it. I'm calling the funny farm, and I mean it this time. I'm out sick for three days and the whole world loses his damn mind. Did the check clear? Sure did. I suppose after a taste of adventure, you'll be leaving and setting up shop for yourself. Nah. Hey, Joe.
1: Yeah, Canary?
0: Thanks for covering. Good job.
1: Voice acted by,
0: in order of appearance, Jay Henry as Canary P.I. Tina Marie Sarah as Josephine Woodward. Frank Guglielmelli as Langston Hill. Julian Gilas as Researcher Number One. Written, directed, and edited by Jay Henry. Music by Pedro Sparza, Kevin McLeod, and Vivek Abhishek. Further info in the description. For information on collaborating, contributions, or just want to keep up on The Current Scoop, visit us at twitter.com forward slash rpcanarypi. This concludes the broadcast.